0: God that he is such a diverse God he has he he splashes his colors on so many different objects and animals and so forth we praise him this morning for sharing his goodness with us Bible says he sends the rain on the just and the unjust doesn't he he's good to people that are not even appreciative of him. So this morning we're going to look at scripture in the book of Acts. And we're going to find our scripture in the 12th chapter of the book of Acts. And we're going to be reading verses 1 to 5. We'll talk about some other verses. We may read a few more. But uh, my text verse is verse 4. And... uh, and it's in the King James version. If you have an NIV, then you you won't see where my the word is for after Easter plans. The only place you find Easter uh, in the scriptures is here in this place in in the King James version. And it's probably not actually. Uh, Correctly translated, because uh, they didn't have any Easter back then. Uh, we're talking ten years after the crucifixion of Jesus, after his resurrection. Um, so they didn't they didn't have what we call Easter. Uh, they had Passover. So the NIV is more more correct when it when it translates that as Passover, and you'll find that in other versions also, because it is Passover. But we know what Easter is, and because uh, I wanted to preach on this passage, and I like to use some scripture verse to uh, give me a, a launching pad, uh, I, I chose this one with after Easter Plans. Uh, Doesn't mean all the plans are always good after Easter, but uh, felt directed to this this morning to share with you. So if you'll stand with me this morning, Acts chapter 12, and reading verse 1 through 5. Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. But, but or rather Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Spare our heads for prayer. Lord, uh, we wait before you this morning, asking for your superintendence, for your help, for your direction and guidance. Lord, realizing that this is your word, and we want your word to have an impact on our lives, help us, dear Lord, this morning, each one of us, wherever we find ourselves in this spiritual journey, that, Lord, we will hear the voice of God speaking to our hearts and calling us onward and upward to the things that will please the Lord, that will give us a home in heaven. We ask, dear Lord, for your continued blessing and we thank you, dear Lord, this morning for each one that's here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so we have a little more music. You may be seated. We have a little more music with us this morning because the kids are right down under us this morning instead of in the fellowship hall. So there's no room for them in the fellowship hall, but I don't think you'll find the music to be (coughs) such that it will distract you. But I just gave you a word of information that that's why it's that way this morning uh, because of the fact that they are now in a Sunday school classroom down under us. So uh, thank the Lord that we do have a a bigger building and a lot of times uh, we are able to spread things out a little more. So after Easter plans, uh, not very good plans were they? They weren't very good plans at all. Uh, So we have Herod. Who was this Herod? Well he wasn't the same Herod that we read about in the days when Jesus was born. That Herod, remember, he, he wanted to kill the, the baby Jesus. And so when he found out from the wise men uh, what time uh, they saw the star, he, he, he privately planned to see that that newborn king was dead. So he sent soldiers to Bethlehem, and you know the story. Uh, but before the soldiers killed the babies of Bethlehem, Joseph and Mary had fled the area and gone to Egypt. So Jesus, the baby Jesus, was safe. Uh, that this isn't the same Herod, but he is a relative. It's his grandson. It's his grandson. He's not the ruler over as much territory as his grandfather was, uh, but he's just as bad a character, isn't he? Uh, so here we see that he is, he is trying to solidify, he's trying to establish his, his power, he finds out something he does, brings favor from the Jews. So he killed James. He killed James, who was the brother of John, remember it was James and John that Jesus called from their fishing to follow Him. Uh, the same time that He called Andrew and Peter. Uh, so James and John followed Jesus, and uh, it was it was the mother of James and John that wanted Jesus to give them special place in the kingdom, and. Jesus said, are you you able to drink of the cup I drink of? And they both said, oh, yes, we're able. (laughs) They didn't know what that cup was. Uh, But they found out what the cup was because here James is drinking of that cup. He is the first one of the apostles to be put to death for his faith. Now, he's not the first martyr. That's Stephen. Stephen. But Stephen was not an apostle. But here we have the first of the apostles that is put to death for his faith. And that is that is James, the brother of John. So O Herod sees that this pleases the Jews, and he wants to he wants to fortify and he wants to establish his. His rule. He had already been in trouble, I read, with Rome, and so uh, he wanted he wanted to have a better foundation. And so he determined, since it pleased the Jews so much that he killed James, uh, he decided he was going to kill Peter too. Uh, so he arrested Peter. And James, when it says he was slain with the sword, is telling us that he was beheaded. He was beheaded. Uh, So he took Peter with the same intention that he was going to put Peter to death, but he didn't do it immediately because this was Passover. Remember how the Jews were about religious observance on Passover. Uh, You recall that uh, there were certain things that were not done when Jesus was taken. Uh, They wanted his body down from the cross and so forth. So here they didn't want Peter killed until after Passover. So Peter is put in prison. But Peter had been in prison twice before this. If you read back in the beginning books, book uh, chapters of Acts, uh, you'll find where uh, Peter was in prison in uh, chapter four, verse three. He was also in prison. In Chapter 5, verse 19. Uh, 519, uh, he was miraculously delivered and uh, went and and, uh, he and and John, I believe it was, started preaching. And uh, they sent to the prison to get him and he wasn't there. So maybe Herod knew about this. He knew that Peter could be a hard fella to keep in prison. So he wanted to make sure Peter was not going to get out. And so uh, he assigned 16 soldiers uh, to guard the prison. And so just to make sure that Peter's going to be there, there's a soldier on each side of him. And he's handcuffed to one soldier on one arm, another soldier on another arm. Uh, He is... He is locked in a cell, and there's two soldiers outside the cell that are guarding the prison. Uh, there's the others they work in shifts, and so they're going to make sure that this fella does not get out of prison. Well, there's, there's some things I want to say to you as I go along, and we'll, we will unfold the story uh, as as we go, but uh, I want I to state a couple things. Um, we know if you read the story here to its conclusion, you'll find out that Peter actually is delivered from prison again. James was killed, Peter was delivered. Uh, we will have to say that life will have a lot of sorrows and a lot of mysteries, a lot of things we can't understand. They're in the sovereign will of God. Why why, why James would be killed and eventually, like I say, I haven't unfolded the story yet, but Peter is actually delivered. Why didn't God deliver James? We know that God loved James, too. Jesus loved James. Uh, some things we just have to say, we just trust him to God's will. We don't know why. And I don't know if anybody can give a truthful answer to something like that. Um, why is one healed and another's not healed? We don't know. We don't understand why. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of sorrows as we go along. We say goodbye to people. Uh, there are a lot of mysteries, things that we do not understand. But remember this. uh, Satan does have plans to defeat God's people. Satan does have plans to defeat God's people. Those plans aren't work today, folks. You hear them in the news all the time. Uh, You're bombarded with them. Sometimes uh, we are... Our nerves are set on edge to where uh, we cannot listen to the news all the time because it affects us. Uh, There are so many organizations that are at work to bring down what we know as as a capitalistic society. Uh, The america founded as it were on christian principles uh, all kind of ridiculous things that are said uh, and you and then and then there's organizations that rise up to fight against these things that that say no um, we we are going to stand uh for what is right, and what is good, and, and then you know what the, they send you a letter, and then at the bottom they want to know how much you'll give them, don't they? <laughs> you know, I, I get so many of those letters. Uh, just send them a contribution. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love Ben Carson. Uh, he, is, he is fighting for uh, the right of the scriptures to... Uh, be revered and uh, to be used by chaplain and so forth. You can't give to all this stuff. And you know, I have priorities on my giving. You know, my local church, my foreign missions and so forth. Ben actually sent me two half dollars taped to a letter. Asked me to send them back with my contribution. (laughs) Well, you know, that's real nice. You see two half dollars uh, taped to a letter, and you, and, but you know he's looking for a return on that, isn't he? He's wanting you to respond, and that's their way of doing it. And, and I could go on and on with all these appeals for help. Many of them are good, uh, but I've told you before, I try to be selective in where I put my money and I can't say that that's a bad thing for Ben Carson. Uh, I have helped a little. But uh, there's other organizations uh, that are just secular and they're trying, they're trying to do good. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, raising money uh, to help the people of Ukraine. Or maybe it's uh, other, other investments you can make. You can't help. You can't be involved in all that. But one thing about it is Satan does have his plans and all that we do is not going to stop him from coming against us and trying to tear down what we know as a society that was based on honesty and virtue and integrity. The further America gets from that, the further America goes into things that are against what the scripture says the less there will be of remedy because look at how many cars are being stolen today by kids uh, 12, 13 year old kids that are stealing cars Uh, why would they well I'll tell you what they wouldn't have done that in my day because uh, my my uh the generation that was my father and mother's generation would not have tolerated that they they put the they put the pain to you if if uh, you did some things and it wasn't the fear of the judge it was the fear of dad or mom but we know we know that's all changed a lot there are a lot of homes that are without any father without anyone there to show young people how they should behave so yes Satan has his plans to defeat God's people but remember this God is in control God is in control yes Satan is raging yes uh, he is going to take a toll but God is still in control and God's plans are still going to be accomplished And Jesus is still going to reign. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is going to catch away those who have found him as their Lord and Savior. Many go on ahead of the grave, don't they? Uh, They, I don't mean ahead of the grave, I mean they go on by way of the grave. uh, That they will not see the second coming of Christ, but they are caught out by death. Death takes them out of this world, and they go to be with the Lord that way. But God has not given up his plans and what he's going to do and the establishment of the church of Jesus Christ. So we have to say, with all that was going on here with Herod and what he was planning to do, what he had already done, how do you think the little church, I say the little church, how do you think the church in that day felt? We know, we know there were 3,000, one. We know there were 5,000, another time that speaks of whether it was cumulative or whether it was uh, additional. We don't know that. But we know many had come to know Jesus as their Savior. Uh, but how do you think they felt? And then there were cells. There were groups like we call uh, Bible study groups or, you know, that would meet in homes. Uh, some, some in larger areas. They didn't all 3,000 come together at one time, but they had places to meet. And hearing the scriptures, hearing, hearing the apostles talk about what Jesus said and hearing what the Old Testament prophecies were. So how do you think the church of that day Felt uh, they felt like you know James has been killed, Peter is taken prisoner. Uh, looks like we're in we're in bad shape. Uh, but then they could think, well, uh, you know, we had a fellow by the name of uh, Saul of Tarsus. We know him as Paul. The Lord changed him. The Lord won that victory. So. Maybe we should take heart and say God is in control. God is winning some victories. We don't see every victory won, but we see victories won. So we praise God for victories that are won. But we know that we can't lose focus or we shouldn't lose focus because political parties and leaders are not our high hope. Political parties and leaders are not our high hope. And we know there was a big rally in Delaware County yesterday. And, you know, we like, we like certain ones. That don't mean certain ones are always going to do what's right, does it? Uh, they're going to disappoint. But that is not our high hope. <coughs> um do good efforts minus the gospel miss the mark do good efforts minus the gospel miss the mark folks we need we need for people to know how to get saved because it doesn't matter how good things are in this world if they do not know jesus christ as their savior They're going to hell, according to the scriptures. And it's like Adrian Rogers has said, and of course he's been dead now for eight eight or ten years, uh, quite a long time. But he used to say, making things better in this world, yes, we need to help, help the hungry. We need to take care of our environment, but we don't worship our environment like some do. Uh, we, need, we need to do good for our neighbors and do good uh, for our communities, but some of that is just like arranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. you understand what I'm saying? The Titanic went down. It doesn't matter how nice the deck chairs were. It went down. <laughs> so if we're not getting people saved... If people do not come to the realization that their sin is not going to be dealt with in any other way except through the blood of Jesus Christ and they ask Jesus to save them, then they have a terrible, a terrible eternity ahead. So we want to keep preaching the gospel and encouraging people to find the Lord. And we need to... We need to maintain and concentrate on our obedient relationship with the Lord. We need to concentrate on our obedient relationship with the Lord. Now that that covers a lot of territory. A re- obedient relationship with the Lord. That means to live our religion to show that we have been changed. It means to go on and dedicate ourselves entirely and let the Holy Spirit fill our lives, being sanctified wholly to the will of God. It means means to uh, reach out to those that are around about us with the message of salvation. So that is, a, that is a, a large area that I just named and I won't try to develop it. But each one listening to what the Lord says to them, being faithful to support the work of God, being faithful to, to support those that are our leaders, uh, yes, being the best person we can be for the glory of God and the best citizen we can be to help those that are around us. So, um, we have to remember with all this, look at what happened here. We have James. It, It was Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John that went with Jesus into what we would call a closer proximity to things that Jesus was doing. They were a part of that inner circle is what they're called, Peter, James, and John. And James is killed. Look at the wealth of information that James had. It was James that went with Peter and John up to the Mount of Transfiguration and saw Jesus transfigured before them. They saw his glory. It was Peter, James, and John that went in When that little girl was dead, and they laughed Jesus to scorn when he said, she's just asleep. They knew she was dead, but he took Peter, James, and John in there, into that bedchamber when he raised her from the dead. Look at all that James knew, and I'm not going to develop that any further. James knew a lot of things. He was a valuable person. How could he be lost this way? Why didn't God do something to stop this? He could have, but he didn't. So remember this spiritual leaders will die, they will retire, they will be disabled, and so forth. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. So I've been alive long enough, I've seen some very disappointing things. I remember when Willard Kozad and his wife were suddenly killed on Route 23, when a, when a driver came on to 23 from Route 56, as I recall, and slammed into their car. Is that right? No, that's not right, that was right. That was, that was, the, edit, that was the editor of our advocate. Kozad and his wife were killed out on a country road, as I recall, when weather was inclement. Um, so, you know, the, the editor of our advocate, he was very influential, great guy. He was taken out. And our general superintendent and his wife, taken out. Um, and we could, I could go on with that, but I'm not going to. You already know enough of those stories. You have to follow Jesus, folks. Things are going to change, and problems are going to come. And so we have to keep our focus on, on God working in our lives and being what God wants us to be. Well, what happened here in this, in this 12th chapter of Acts? I told you I'd get into the story a little bit, but I'm not going to hesitate very long because I don't want to keep you very long want you to be able to get to the boat and, and uh, get home. So, um, I want you to, uh, you know, I, I worried about this because after the Lord gave this to me, I thought, wait a minute. Our Sunday school lessons are on the book of Acts. This is probably the next one or the next one after that. It's probably going to be like the 15th of May, and here I am preaching a sermon on it. I'm going to ruin this scripture for the Sunday school class. I thought, well, I, I can just hit some high points and just let it go at that. So I got the Sunday school book, and I looked. They don't even tell this story. They, yeah, they're in the 12th chapter of the book of Acts, but they only touch on the very end of it about John Mark. They don't tell this story. I thought, that's amazing. They don't even include this story. It doesn't go along with their emphasis that they're making. So, um, yeah, I was was truly amazed, though, that that they skipped right over it. So what happened here? Well, those of you that are Bible readers know that it was the night before. uh, The Scripture says... And when, in verse 6, when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping. Huh. He's supposed to be executed, have his head taken off, and he's sleeping. I did read somebody said they knew the reason why Peter was so relaxed. Is because Jesus told him at the end of the Gospel of John that when you are old you are going to be carried forth and you're going to you're going to you're going to go to a place you don't want to go so peter knew that jesus had given him as it were a prophecy about his life and he believed that that he wasn't going to die now whether herod said he was or not he wasn't going to die and i believe that's why he could sleep why he could sleep between these soldiers Maybe these soldiers couldn't sleep because Peter was snoring. Some of us sleep pretty noisily, don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe this, man, this is rough duty. we got to be here with this guy, and he's snoring this way. Uh, we know he's not going anywhere. We're handcuffed to him. But, boy, he sure is relaxed. Uh, maybe they even thought, I wonder, what, I wonder what he knows that we don't know. How can he be so relaxed? We've never guarded anyone that's going to die, be beheaded within within 12 hours, and he's sleeping as sound as a baby. Well, it says he's bound with these chains, soldiers before the door. Then it says, Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. Wouldn't you like to have seen that? <laughs> a light shining in this dark dungeon, and an angel comes in and has to hit him on the side to waken him up. The light doesn't even waken him up. <clears throat> he says, "Get up quick!" And his chains fell off his hands, <laughs> just like that. He's free, but of course he's a long ways from being free because there's guards outside the door too. And what if these guys waking up? Well, they're not going to wake up. The Bible says the angel told him, uh, Get dressed, Uh, get on your shoes, and uh, cast your garment about you and follow me. Peter thinks he's seeing a vision. But he's doing everything he's told, but he just this is a vision. Uh, He went out and followed the angel. And did not know that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of its own accord. You didn't know they had automatic gates in that time, did you? Just like you go to Walmart and those doors fly open. You know, you get in that beam. Here this angel comes up. These locked iron gates that go to the city. The final barrier to Peter's freedom just opens up and he goes through. And he takes him to an intersection, passed on through one street, forthwith the angel departed from him. So now Peter's on his own, the cool air of the night's hitting him in the face. And he said, this was real. This isn't a vision, I'm free. Now what am I going to do? He thinks about, what am I going to do now? He thinks, I know. I'll go where they have prayer meeting. I'll go, I'll go where there's other believers. And that's, that would happen to be John Mark's mother's house. And so that's the Mark that wrote Mark the Gospel. So he went to that house. And when he got there... The Bible says that he knocked on the door, and poor Rhoda, don't you feel sorry for Rhoda? (laughs) She she went to the gate, and maybe her thought was, they've come to arrest more of us. That would be my thought. Herod has sent more soldiers they are going to arrest more of us. And and Peter's hammering on the gate, on the door (coughs) to the outer court, and Rhoda is so excited, she knows Peter's voice. She knows it's him. And she runs inside. The saints are in there praying earnestly Lord, do something, help us. You know we've lost James. You know what has happened. Lord, do something, intervene in this situation. And she's, hey, you guys, I, I don't want to interrupt your prayer, but Peter's at the gate. Oh, you're got you. You're crazy. <laughs> that can't be right. He's locked up. Herod's got him locked up. No, Peter's at the gate. Well, it's probably an angel facsimile of him. Probably just looks like him. Sounds like him. They all thought everybody had an angel. It was just like them. Well... Peter, in the meantime, is at the gate. Rhoda hasn't opened the gate, and he's the noisiest angel you ever heard hammering on that gate, open this thing up, get me inside. And they open the gate, and there he is. It is Peter. They have quite a rejoicing time praising God, God's answered prayer. Remember this, folks. God does answer prayer Sometimes it may astound you, other times it may not be quite as dramatic, but God does answer prayer. And so the Bible says that when they saw him, that they they rejoiced, and I'll read this for you. Uh, It says that when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished but he beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace. It sounds like they got noisy, doesn't it? I can hear, praise the Lord, glory to God. Hallelujah, God's done beyond anything we could ever expect, beyond anything we could ever imagine. And he told them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, I want you to go and show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed. Wait, James was dead. Why did he say goose? Because there was another James. It was James, the half-brother of Jesus, who was the leader of the church in Jerusalem. This is not James, the brother of John. This is James, the half-brother of Jesus, because the half-brothers of Jesus came to believe in him after the resurrection. And so he said, go and tell them. And then, isn't it amazing he didn't say, and I'm, I'm just going to be hanging around here in Jerusalem because old Herod can't hurt me. No, he got out of the vicinity, didn't he? Have to use a little common sense, folks. God delivered him. It says, and he departed and went into another place now you'd be one of those soldiers that was guarding this fella and it was your life was on the line because if he was if he was escaped you got his punishment and so the scripture says when Herod sent to the prison there was no small stir looking for this fella how can he be gone uh, evidently the doors all went back on lock and the handcuffs are laying there. No Peter. Well, the sad thing is every one of those soldiers, 16 of them, were put to death. Herod executed them immediately because they'd let a prisoner get away. But the word of God increased and the saints of God were encouraged and Peter went on to minister For the lord we see him again in the 15th chapter of the book of acts where he talks about what went on at pentecost so god's word increased and that is what it should do and this was i said it was probably about 10 years after the resurrection that this episode took place Uh, and that's still our job today folks spread the word, get the gospel out to people that need to be saved, that there is salvation and no other. You have to repent of your sin, ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior. And it may not be an experience that makes the headlines in the paper, but I'll tell you what, it'll be a red-letter day in your life, and has been. Once Jesus comes in, things are never the same when he forgives your sin, when you know that you're received by him. So that's what the Lord laid on my heart for you this morning. God's still the same today. He's still working. We still have to exercise our faith and walk obediently with him, but one is the other saved and brought to Jesus. And so, yeah, I know I know there are a lot of questions that we have today. We don't have answers for all of them. We don't have to have, God's still in charge. So guys, just stand with me this morning. Now, Reverend Young, maybe you want to uh, contact Christy with the electronic, well, you don't do electronic anyway. If you want her to know that I'm finishing up, um, so that uh, she'll come up and and then you can proceed with the business because Reverend Young will proceed with the business <clears throat> and I leave not because I'm scared but I've always done that <laughs> I just leave there's no reason I might as well go home and eat a sandwich hadn't I while you're working yeah so <clears throat> ask you to bow your heads with me for a moment this morning if. If you have a spiritual need, then the altar is open for you. And if you can't kneel at the altar, you can sit on the front seat and we'll pray with you. And you can have the issues resolved this morning. You can know that you've been obedient, that you've listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Not the voice of this preacher, but the voice of the Holy Spirit as he's spoken to your heart. that's how we all came to be saved we felt that inner compunction that inner assurance that it was God speaking to our heart that we needed to do something if we wanted to make heaven our home and so that's what I'm asking you this morning to be honest if God's speaking to your heart you say well I don't I don't know all the routine I don't know all the rules well the fact is there aren't any accept ask the lord's forgiveness and you certainly don't have to name every problem in your life but you just say jesus i want you to work in my problems it could be any number of things that people are facing maybe you feel like you've let the lord down certainly the lord is a lord of a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance sometimes Sometimes we just have to keep on keeping on until God gives us the victory. So is there anyone like that this morning would like to pray? I'm going to ask the Lord to have his hand on you and help you to be obedient. And while I'm praying, if you want to come, you come on and sit on the front seat or kneel at the altar, however you want, and we'll pray with you and we'll help you this morning. And you can know that your prayers have been answered. Lord, thank you this morning. For this word, thank you, dear Lord, for the revelation that you gave to me as I looked at this and looked at it in a different way than what I'd looked at it ever before, although I preached on this many times, I'm sure, but you helped me to see it in a different way. If we wait before you this morning, Lord, I pray that if, if there's a need, if there are needs here this morning, Lord, that people need to bring them to Jesus, they need They need prayer this morning. I pray help them, dear Lord, to listen to what God's telling them to do and help them, dear Lord, to say yes and help them to follow obediently in your will.